What's up, killers? Are we having fun yet? We're facing a crisis right now in our nation. Well, really the whole world. And we are finally getting to see everyone's true colors. Some people are showing how productive they are. Some are showing how positive they are. And some are showing what a useless waste of space they are. How about this? Instead of panicking and being total idiots, why don't we collectively come together and be constructive? That's a thought. There are valuable opportunities littering the, the empty streets, and we are walking over them just to complain. And before I get into my ranting and raving, I uh, want to apologize for not having an episode for, well, like a month. It's been pretty crazy, and there's a lot of stuff I've wanted to talk about, but just haven't been able to find the time, and sorry, but you'll have to forgive me for that. All right. Now, here's a thing is, if you've listened to my podcast, you understand that I preach about awareness a lot, and I have said often that if you are to get taken by surprise, you have failed. Because you have to look at every possibility that can arrive in a certain situation. I mean, whatever situation you're in, you should look at every single possibility that could happen and be prepared for it. I know that walking into some things, there could be a billion possibilities. I completely get that. But you should try and calculate where things can go wrong, where things can go right, and so forth, because you don't want to get caught unawares. You know, a surprise attack nearly always works, because being taken by surprise, well, you have that period of adjustment where you're reeling from trying to figure out what to do next. Look, man, this stuff right here is getting crazy, okay? Obviously, the COVID-19 is everywhere and spreading, and we're getting quarantined, and people are not working, and they're at home, and some people are essential, and they're working, but they're having to stay at home, you know? And a lot of the things that we've taken for granted are now lost to us. Uh, toilet paper, for instance, is gone. But uh, there, there's something else, you know. There's, there's about a million different things you can use for toilet paper. So I'm, I'm still trying to catch up with why everybody took all the toilet paper. I mean, I could understand if it was a disease that made you have to go to the bathroom all the time. That makes complete, total sense, but. I don't understand. You would figure that like bottled water, batteries, you know, actually survival essentials would have been the first to go. But this is the power of social media. One dumbass going and grabbing all the toilet paper off the rack started a unholy plague upon all the grocery stores. But here's what we need to look at. You can't control 
your attitude. I mean, you. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. You can't control your situation a lot of times, right? You get thrust into a situation, and it's bad. Financial, marital, global pandemic. What you can control is your attitude during it. All right, now, you can just choose to look at the positives, okay? Right now, uh, there's uh, good opportunities out there for people online. I mean, uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm having church online. Um, there's classes being taken online. There's people meeting up online to do personal training and fitness classes and everything so social interaction is at its peak uh, if you ever needed to get a hold of people because of some kind of social thing you know now's probably the time to do it because everybody's glued to their phone and their screens like nobody's business at this moment but there's a couple groups of people just running around doing what they want not adhering to what the government is telling them to do. And let me tell you something right now. If this is prolonged any longer, you are the reason that it is, okay? No matter what the situation is, saying, oh, well, I'm not going to let the government control where I go and what I do. Me being a libertarian, I think that government is... Uh, an outdated concept, honestly, to me. I think that each community should be held responsible for their own people, right? Not so much as anarchy, where there's no laws or rules, but each community should have its own set of boundaries, so to speak, and do with people what they will. But, unfortunately, we don't live in a libertarian country, we live in a democratic republic. So, we're supposed to do what the government tells us to do. We've chosen that. Whatever elected official is in there is an elected official because we elected them by choice into that position. And you don't really have much say in what the government decides to do or doesn't do. Now, you do have a say in how you choose to listen to them. Some people are running around saying they're not going to let the government dictate what they do. The problem with this is that in order to keep it from spreading, everybody needs to stay the hell away from each other. You, you dumbass running around and getting everybody else infected because you don't think that the government should dictate where you go or what you do, you're the reason the deaths are going to rise, the infections are going to rise, and we're going to be inside for longer. So, if you happen to be one of these people, and like I said, I'm a libertarian. I don't like the government telling me what to do either. But I'm also smart enough to realize when it's for your own friggin' benefit. So suck it up. Do what you're supposed to, and let's everybody get over this as quickly as possible.
Now, another thing we need to look at. Why are everybody that doesn't have guns all of a sudden rushing to get a gun? Panic, right? I have had so many people call me to ask what kind of gun they should get. Now, here's where you know you hit a problem. When you... <laughs> When you ask me what kind of gun you should get, and I say, well, what are you looking for? Handgun, rifle, shotgun. And you say, handgun. And I'm like, okay, do you want a semi-automatic, or would you like a revolver, or what? And you ask, what's the difference? You just need a shotgun. Okay? You just need a 12-gauge shotgun in which you can point and pull the trigger in case you have a certain situation that you need to defend yourself or your family. Because if you don't know what the difference is between a revolver and a semi-automatic, I'm not so sure I should be sending you to get anything that you can conceal. But why are we panicking? Do you want to know who's actually panicking? It's the people that can't not fend for themselves. Somebody was asking um, a guy um, I was standing next to. I mean, you know, just a group little conversation. Hey, man, do you have an assault rifle? He's like, no. He's like, man, you need to get one before all this hits the fan. And I said, why? He's like, are you kidding me? What if they come to take our guns or come to lock us in our houses or they establish martial law? And I'm like, okay. So you're saying apocalyptic proportions from this. You're going to need an assault rifle. He's like, yeah. And I said, no, you don't need an assault rifle. You just need really any kind of gun. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, man, uh, uh, if I got a twenty-two pistol, all I got to do is shoot somebody with an assault rifle, and then I got an assault rifle. Like, yeah, but if you had an assault rifle, I was like, I do have an assault rifle because I just shot somebody and got the assault rifle. Like, and second of all, you need to understand that there are certain skills that you can cultivate to better prepare yourself for things like this. Now, I'm a bit of a prepper. I like to have, like, go bags filled with stuff in case the world just does just go to shit all of a sudden one day. And I need to, I need to go. But... You have to understand that if you wait for an emergency to happen before you make a decision on how you're going to react, you're already dead. And I've said that a million times. Okay, now y'all need to start taking this a little bit more seriously. All right. I preach tactical fitness. 
But what I preach to everybody is tactical awareness. Be aware. Make a plan. Have an out. All this stuff, you know, you you guys are killing me with all this panic-stricken crap I see all over the place. And it's like, the people that I know that are good friends and that I trust and everything, nobody, none of us are panicking. Everybody is completely fine. And you know how that is? Because we've been ready for this. Now, I'll be the first to admit, this kind of stuff scares the shit out of me. Not because, um, not because I'm, I'm worried I'm going to uh, get robbed or taken hostage or something or the whole country's going to go to crap or anything like that. It's a, it's a disease, okay, and it's spreading. And uh, there's nothing you can do to fight it. Except when you get it, just fight for your life. And that does just scare the shit out of me. You know, it was like when I was in Iraq. We used to get mortared like every day, every night. Uh, you'd be sitting there and you'd hear the poof, poof, poof. And you just kind of flinch up a little bit. But when you're first there, you know, it's terrifying. But then like, man... After a month or so of that, all the time, it's like, you don't even care. Like, if you're asleep and you hear the thump, 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 you just lay there in the bed and listen to the whistling, waiting for the things to hit. If you don't get hit, all right, you're good. But I'll never forget, we got mortared one day. And I'm standing outside, and this mortar goes right through the company office out there, right? Right where all the officers are. Boom! Goes right through the roof of it. And I see them come out and they are choking on this green gas and falling down. Now it turned out it was just some CS gas and it was no big deal. But in that moment, I was completely terrified because there's a big difference in something I can fight and something I can't. Somebody's pointing a gun at me, that doesn't bother me at all. You know, because I know I can take the gun away from them. Or I know I can try at least. I don't know if they're better than me or if I'm better than them, but I do know I have a fighter's chance, right? You can't really fight against something like this, okay? So I'm well aware that it's pretty crazy and that it's pretty terrifying, but you, you can't let that dictate your actions. Y'all have to start... Learning to be, I don't even know another way to say this. I'm saying, put your, put your big girl panties on, okay? Because this is not going to get better before it gets worse. It's going to get worse, and then it'll get better. And you have to be prepared that maybe you might be the last person on earth. You might have some kind of rare blood thing and and it kills everybody but you and you're the last person on earth is that going to happen probably not but you should be prepared for that this is just something that's going to change us forever i mean the economy people's views people's standards moral fiber everything's going to change because of this 
I mean, look at what an impact 9-11 had on us. Okay? You look at that. Now, the stock market was down for what? A day? Two? Uh, people were not going to their work there for just a little while and then right back. This has been weeks. Okay? You think this is not going to completely change our country? I mean, it's insane what the, the long-term effects this is going to have on us are. So there's no, no more panicking. All right, the time for panic is over. If you did panic, okay, fine, done. Now what we have to do is look forward and try and change the outcome of this thing towards a positive result. First of all, I want you to look at yourself and just as a basis for everybody uh, to wrap their heads around, think about The Walking Dead. Okay, that's a, it's a good base because without the zombies, you know, you're still looking at a realistic probability of the world going to crap and you being out there and other people. Okay, don't think about the zombies so much as think about like the other people trying to kill other people and take their stuff. Now you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, do I have what it takes to make it in that world? And if you don't, then that's a big wake up call right there. You need to start doing things right. Okay. If uh, you can get out to a range to shoot, get out to a range and practice shooting. If you can't, buy a BB gun or an airsoft gun or some kind of realistic weapon that shoots a small projectile. Shoot it in your house. You set up a piece of paper on a target, shoot an airsoft gun uh, with a pillow behind it and the airsoft bullets just roll right down the pillow into whatever container you want. So no cleanup, no muss, no fuss. But get accustomed to shooting. Okay? Are you physically fit? How physically fit are you? Are you going to be able to run and jump and maneuver if you're having to run from some bad guys, chase some bad guys? If you're in the middle of a firefight, what's your self defense like? Do you know any martial arts? Boxing? Anything that can help you? If not, buy a punching bag. Hire a trainer. Go to martial arts classes. What are you going to do if you have to live off the land? Because that's a complete possibility. Um, think about it. A, uh, a person who uh, can live off the land is going to be an extreme advantage to somebody who can't. Because you're looking at <clears throat> cities are going to be hot spots, right? You're, you're not going to want to be in a city during a crisis. Just not going to. You're going to have to go to outlying areas. Now, there's a couple things you can do. But um, 
what I suggest if uh, depending on who you are okay you you're a, a stockbroker on Wall Street living in a big penthouse the chances of you taking off work to go on like a one-week survival trip are pretty slim, I would reckon. So what you should probably do is just study up on some knowledge. Uh, the SAS Survival Handbook by John Wiseman. Just read it. Read the whole thing. Get a feel for it. What plants are edible, what aren't, how to make snares and traps for animals, uh, how to make shelters. You know... Even if you don't crack up the knowledge and, and use it, having it there will at least give you some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of head start when you get out there. Maybe all you do remember from the entire book is that one kind of berries was edible and one kind wasn't that looked exactly the same and that ends up saving you while you're out there on the trail. I don't know. But at least you have some form of advantage compared to somebody who didn't do anything so please 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 start preparing yourself to survive and if you have women or a man you know a, a wife or a husband or you have children that should be more than sufficient enough motivation to definitely buckle down with this. In fact, make it a group exercise. Eh, maybe once a week do it. You know, hey, your daughter learns about different things you can eat when you're out there. Your son learns about making traps. Your wife learns about uh, making shelter. And you learn about tracking and hunting animals. You know, just maybe have fun with it but you really need to start preparing yourselves for the fact that that's not a huge impossibility at this point you have our government on its back right now trying to fend for the american people okay what happens if it completely destabilizes one of two things could happen at that point. Either A, it's this complete civil anarchy. We're fighting each other. Right? Or B, a neighboring country could say, hmm, ripe for the picking and try and move in on us. Those two things could happen. If you're looking around, it's not that far off to what, to as a possibility. So, don't stick your head in the sand and say, we'll be fine. That's not the way to get a positive attitude. Positive attitude is when you say, no matter what happens, I'll be fine. There's false confidence and confidence, okay? If you decide to jump in the ring with Mike Tyson, never having practiced box, you have, and you're like, I'm going to knock him out. Well, that's false confidence. You haven't knocked out anybody. You haven't been fighting. You haven't trained. That's just false confidence. And Mike Tyson's coming in. He's knocked out a lot of people. He's been training for a long time. That's confidence. I'm going to knock you out. That's the confidence. Now, who do you think is going to win on that? 
Now, say you trained your whole life and you fought a bunch of people to get up to fight Mike Tyson. Well, then you're walking in there with confidence. So listen, confidence is something that is earned. It's not something that you tell yourself. Got all these morons online saying, I am enough. You're not enough. Okay? Basically, when you say, I'm happy with the way I am, that's more or less... I mean, I would say like 97% of the time, that's a lie. Right? Because you're saying, I can't improve in something I like. Okay. Which is crap. Everybody can improve. And every time you say that, you're just lying to yourself. And you're failing yourself. Because you're out there just trying to pretend that you're okay with yourself and it's a lie and your body knows that and your mind knows that. So why don't you get off your ass and actually start going somewhere, doing something, making yourself better. Because when you do that, trust me, when you look in the mirror, you will not say I am enough, but what you will say is hell yeah, proud of you. Keep it going. And when you walk out the door, you walk with a swagger. It won't be a fake swagger. It'll be a real swagger. Because you realize that you're attacking everything head on. And you're making yourself the person that you want to be. And that, my friends, is the key to happiness. Sacrifice plus discipline equals results. I do want to give a brief shout out to everybody who is on 75 Hard during this. Because I started it over again. Uh, I don't know if y'all follow Andy Frisella, but if you do, he released a phase three to 75 hard. And some, some people have already done like myself, 75 hard phase one and phase two. And he released a phase three. So a lot of people were just doing the phase three, but I thought it's been too long since I've done phase two. Cause I was I was about two weeks behind, two or three weeks. I don't, I don't remember how much long it was. It was like two or three weeks behind Andy Frisella the first time he did it. So it's been a while since I've done it. And uh, I have to say, I didn't feel right about doing phase three, just, just doing phase three. So I thought I'll restart the whole thing. So I went back on 75 hard. And the first phase, you know, 75 days. And it just so happens that all this stuff happened during it. And I have to say, if you're doing 75 hard during this, like me, just keep, keep trooping on, man. I know it's difficult. Uh, I actually had about three people that decided to go on 75 hard right before this happened. And... Uh, it's it's one of those things I don't like to push, push. You know what I mean? Because if I push you to do 75 hard and you didn't want to do it, well, you're never going to succeed in it. Like, you have to be ready. You have to be in that certain mindset to really accomplish it because it will be one of the hardest things you've ever done. be the best thing you've ever done, but it'll be one of the hardest things you've ever done. And uh, I told him, <laughs> right before I said, now you just get ready because 
life's going to throw you some really badass punches while you're doing this. It just seems like as soon as you want to tackle that adversity head on, it's going to throw you some stuff to try and disrupt you as much as possible. Little did I know this would happen. I mean, so I was kind of calling them being like, yeah, I told you uh, adversity was going to happen. I just didn't realize it would be a global pandemic. So, but you got to charge forward and basically I'm just giving a shout out to everybody else who's on it with me at this time because the dieting thing is really killing people right now because it's hard to find good food and the food that you're supposed to eat and everything around. It's insane and you're all the gyms are closed down so you're uh, your workouts kind of take a a hit there for a lot of people. Um, it's just crazy. But. Alright guys. That's all I really wanted to say. Just. Use this time to figure out. Who you want to be the next time something like this happens. Or who you want to be before this gets even worse. And start getting there. And don't don't jerk up your ego with false confidence. Have some real confidence. Put some real positivity out there. Instead of saying everything is fine, say no matter what happens, I'll be fine. Alright? Gotta keep killing it out there. And if you want to, you can contact me at Insergo Tactical Fitness at Yahoo.com. Or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, all at Insergo Tactical Fitness. And stay tuned. We'll be back to recording regular podcasts soon. But until then, y'all keep killing it. Stay frosty.